Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Oh, man, good morning in New York City. Doing those crunches on the pier right now. Lemon pepper. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Extra crispy. All All in for Zubin. I'll take all all thighs, please. (laughs) What? No, man. Extra crispy, all flats. All flats? All flats. You don't like the thighs? I mean... If I'm, if I'm going wings, I can't get a thigh, Jay. That's true. Right? Yeah. He going the, wings. The thighs are different in Atlanta. No, Lou Will went wings. Huh? Lou Will went wings. Okay. He had did you, wings. Did you? What did you say? He had Atlanta? wings, man. Lou Will had wings. Let's leave the thighs out of it. What's wrong? Lou Will had wings yesterday. Is the Sixers couldn't do anything with him. The defense for the Sixers couldn't do anything with anybody of the Hawks in the second half. What's wrong getting a bucket? That's, it, all, that's all I was asking. Mm-hmm. Get a bucket. Get a variety. Yeah. He in Atlanta now, too. Yes. He eat chicken like and Atlanta, it ain't hey, and, and Atlanta's in it right now, going home post game up three two. Come to my spot. Yes, I'm doing all I can. Uh, I really yeah, am. you are. You really, you really, <laughs> really. Yeah, you're, I think you have. That's, I'm in the that's bubble. Bucks. I'm out the bubble. I'm gonna make a stop real quick. <laughs> I live in the bubble. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is about Lou Williams is that when he got traded from the Clippers to the Hawks, he actually thought about retiring. He actually sat out for a well, while, saying, "I might, I don't, wanna, I don't know if I want to play." And now, look, like he's one game away from the conference finals. Post game last night, he said that he loved the way being around the younger guys. It made him feel rejuvenated. That they've accepted him, and they know, like, hey, he's the OG, and he's still able to yeah. do his thing. I didn't even realize he was as as old. You know, it just didn't. It's been around forever. I know he's been around forever. forever. They might yeah. as well like he he and Jamal Crawford, years, one right? of them. Yeah, I, I'm I think not it was sure 16. about the exact 15 time. or 16. He's played – I mean, he's had to – this is his second time around playing for the Hawks. But he certainly, you know, calls Atlanta home and uh, even has his own, as you mentioned, wings named after him. I mean, him but being around Trey Young and, and all those guys all the time, I mean, it's – like that. that's a they, – they put a lot of respect on their name. Nobody gave the Hawks – other than the Hawk fans. Mm-hmm. Like, I work with one, Maria Taylor, every single day talks about her Hawks. Yeah. But like other than Hawk fans, nobody really gave them a chance to be in this position up three two against the seventy six. Yeah, they, I certainly did. They quietly finished the season twenty seven and eleven. Like <laughs> quietly. But let's be honest, they shouldn't be up three to two. No, no, the series should be over. I, and I give them credit for series, fighting back. I get, but like the way the seventy sixers have collapsed. Yeah. In games four and Epic. games five. Wow. Based on based on being up by eighteen and twenty six, you would think that it would. Yeah. Be over with series. By now. Series should be over, but, but but that was yesterday. That game and then Paul George's performance was a capper on a day yesterday for the NBA. That was just one news cycle after another, one story after another, one alert after the other. Whether it was coaching changes that were made in New Orleans, in Washington, whether it was the Kawhi Leonard injury and what that now means for the Clippers, as he didn't play last night, might not play the rest of the series, if not more. Chris Paul. Now into the, the COVID protocols for that, so you have him out, and how much will that impact the Western Conference Finals? As the Suns are waiting to see who they'll play. So Chris Paul can't do anything right now, though, right? Yeah, he's, he's in the protocol. I mean, he's he's, he's got to be away from his team. Just sitting yeah. at home, basically. Mm-hmm. So no practice, it depends no on how long the Utah Clippers series go. If Utah wins tomorrow night, and then right. they'll play again on Sunday. So the next series won't time. start until the following the Sunday, Tuesday. Yeah, the following that Tuesday. Tuesday. So that could be out of there. But if the Clippers win. If the Clippers win tomorrow night, right? Then yeah, then then all of a sudden start things Sunday. start up on Sunday, and he he could miss time. But the uh, another another thing that happened yesterday that was said yesterday in a bit of reporting that we talked about earlier in the show, and, and Jay, you were able to confirm from what you know as well, was something that Mark Spears, senior NBA writer uh, for the Undefeated, was on the jump, 
And he said this about Luka Doncic. Now, remember, and one of the other things that happened yesterday was that Donnie Nelson, who was the son of Don Nelson the long time, the great coach, mm-hmm. he's been the GM with the Dallas Mavericks for 25 court, years. Yeah, I yeah, think. just 25 years, right. And he's just suddenly out in Dallas, unceremoniously, just gone. And apparently that is something that is not going to sit well with Dallas's biggest star. No talks on a $201 million contract that he could sign and get that done. Yeah, not mean, even talking about it right now. Clearly not happy. We'll see if there is a statement from, from him today as he is overseas. So we'll see if that happens. But, guys, I mean, this, is, this guy's one of the faces of the NBA. He could be the face of the NBA in the near future. And is Dallas playing with fire here? You know, as far as the extension goes, the $200 he's going to get that from close to it or whatever from wherever – he wind up at the end. Well, it's, it's Dallas, movie. though. No, that Dallas, they they no, thought it was Dallas a no brainer, and now it's not. Like I, I was. Well, telling, no, I know that. But I know they thought it figured two weeks ago, especially when he had the presser and he said, "Well, what do you think?" You know, mm-hmm. when they asked him if he would sign, an yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, well, I think it's there's nothing really to think about. Yeah, yeah. But now it's a lot to think about. I was telling a friend of mine with the Knicks, you should hire Donnie Nelson now. Just bring in, him in in, in, in in put him in a role. Just just put him in the front office. Yeah, you know, and then just look, look at Luca going. Look at you playing. Chess, move. not checkers. Well, I mean, is that tampering? Hey, it can't be tampering. No, Sounds he's, like tampering. He's a really smart executive. It, We'd like to have him in our, our front office. He's done great work. The report that came out by The Athletic really dug into the relationship that Luca had with the co-general managers, how they referred to him in the, in the article. The shadow GM. The shadow GM, Bulgaris, yeah, right? Yeah, Bobby Bulgaris. And, and how he was a professional gambler. It gives great it will, it's great context to his history and, yeah. and how he got put in that position. And, you know, it, the article made it sound like there were some issues that were happening there with the way Bulgaris communicated things to Luca at times and where Luca felt like the franchise was with that shadow co-GM. Right. Hmm. Um, so then with Donnie Nelson getting fired, considering that Luca did have a great relationship with him, those are things that kind of just shift the so paradigm. Somebody undermines somebody. Yes. It sounds like it, it sounds like a house of cards scenarios happen over somewhere over going the on there. And then you have the Porzingis scenario as well as yeah. KP played really well in the bubble with Luca. And this year it it's seemed been like they exactly. just could not connect at all on the court. And now there's a lot of people that wonder how long he's going to be there. Can they find a better running mate? For Luca, but you know, we were talking about this during the break, and you know, I'll, I'll ask it. I mean, if, if let's say Luca would go to a big market, mm-hmm. major market, major market, New York, right? Let's yeah. say if again, hypothetical, if if the Knicks somehow were able to to get him, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> no, but would he would he instantly be the face of the league? You see, faces of the league to me, he would be one of because there's really until you are Kobe, LeBron, Michael, Magic, and Bird, championship caliber type Shaq. That's when you become face of the league. Just because you're really good and you're an all-star and you're in a big market, you got to win. They're not gonna. They're not going to catapult you to be the guy well, until you get those rings. You just it but, just but see, doesn't I, work like I that. I feel like, and I don't know how if it's different in the NFL. I, the league doesn't catapult you to be the face. You catapult yourself to be the face, but one of the ways you help yourself get there is by winning a world championship. But the league signs off on it indirectly. Media and promoting fans are the you ones and doing, that make this decision. Huh? Right? Yes. The media and fans make yes. this decision, yes. and then the, the league, league builds, it's, it's, builds it's, all exactly. of that momentum. Yes. So if the league doesn't 
build off of it and they don't sign off on it. When I say sign off on it, that means build off of it. And if they don't and they ignore it, you don't become the face of the league. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on that think question about it, again. Though, Jay. But Giannis was back to back. NFL and the NBA are so different. No, but think, yeah, just think I know, about it. I, I, I disagree Let's with you on this, though. And, and because, that's fine. We yeah. don't have to agree. But think about it for a minute. You go all the way back to Larry and Magic. They're the two individuals that took the eyeballs to television. Yep. And, and they, the league built that. They a, said a relationship built in the college game, remember? A relationship built in the college game, but it came to the NBA. The NBA was struggling. And they said, you know what? Boom. <laughs> they took those two, stuck them up to another level, brought in Dr. J, kind of moved that thing around, see. created this. Then Michael comes. He wins the championships. Michael becomes the face. They kind of are there. They're fading out a little bit. Now Kobe comes. Kobe winning these championships along with Shaq is kind of – now, can I point something they out? They put Penny in there for a little bit. Let me point something out. What you just – and, again, this was, this was David Stern's brilliance. And what is all of that? They all have one thing in common. Everybody you just named. Big markets. Yes. Yes, big markets. And what has happened since then? San Antonio Spurs, right? Like a small market. Like you've, you started to see more of the small markets getting more of the attention. Zion is in New San, Orleans. San Antonio championships, but nobody in San Antonio with championships – was being pushed right. as the face Nobody of was the a face. league. Giannis is well, a two-time MVP and never never has been the face. Like You would think the you, MVP back-to-back years, you would be the face of the league, right? But he never but, became but he, that. But he's not because he's not going to surpass LeBron James. Right. He, like LeBron James is the face of the And NBA. LeBron was the one LeBron, guy that LeBron, stayed in a small market and became the face of the well, league. Well, he really didn't stay in a small one. He went to Miami and won those championships and then went back. Let me keep – you know? Here, here's one of the differences, I think, between – Football has definitely gotten there, right? But, like, I don't know, would you guys disagree? Is, is basketball at the epicenter of, like, the cultural experience as it relates to sports? Like, the way they can move the needle, basketball players as opposed to football players? That's why I, I kind of disagree on. Influential? It feels like with the NFL, you have to get the blessing from the league to support you as one of their all-time greats. And it's like it feels like the NBA drafts off who the people tell them is the face of the league in the NBA. You mean as far my, as promotion goes? Yes. Yeah, when there's momentum behind you, yeah, then you, you I think the league rides that momentum. The league signs off on I don't it. know if the – I mean, I think the NFL is starting to do that now. Yeah, but the NFL is more about the quarterback. It's the quarterback. But it's more about the shield being the brand. In see, the I think shield, NFL, the, the shield, too. then I think players, NBA, I think players, then I think the NBA. But see, my perspective isn't coming from the NFL. My perspective is coming from being around the NBA for so many That's years. That's and watching it and seeing how if a guy like Dame Litter leaves Portland, oh yeah, I'm with you on instantly that. gets catapulted up what, at a different depending level. Depending on where he goes, even, on where he goes. Even, depending on where he goes, even though we know who he is because we're NBA guys, there's a lot of people out here in the universe that's like, okay, we know who Dame is, but they don't really know. Like they don't understand who he is. And I think for people to really dive into it and understand it. He needs to be in an L.A. or Chicago. But see, that's crazy to me because Dame's on every damn commercial. I know. But you see him all the time, yes. no, everywhere. That part's true. Well, let's bring in a former NBA player, Quentin Richardson. Q Rich joins Dude. us right now on the Goodyear Hotline, friend of the show. Good morning, What's Q. What's going on, fellas? Like, just based off what we were saying, I, I'm sure you probably heard a little bit of that. I mean, from your experience, yeah, you know, again, on, on you know around the league and your time, it's it, the small market, big market thing has always been something that the NBA has tried to, to downplay. Like, no, 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 everybody's equal. Everybody's the same. But 
Is it is it that way? Is playing in one market versus another? Does is that different for every player? Is that different for? It, could it take a player who's already a star and turn him into a megastar? Um, I, be, I believe it can. I, I definitely believe it can. I mean, Dame is a great example to me. I mean, like Jay Will said, I mean, on the on the endorsement and and money side, he's as big as you could possibly get. I believe. I mean, he's mm-hmm. on all of the commercials. He's got. Uh, Plenty of endorsements. He's making top dollar from the NBA, and I'm pretty sure from his shoe and endorsement deals. But I mean, I do feel that if he played in the New York, Chicago, LA, that he would be to the people. He would be a much bigger figure. He would be. He would be more known. They would know more intimately about him, and I think he would just be uh, more liked and more, more, more uh, put up on a um, on a superstar type pedestal if he was in one of those cities. Because he got all that snack crackle pop with him too. He does now. Luka Doncic is exactly. So, we've never really seen an like an international player get to that level. I mean, Dirk's the Dirk. closest I think we got to with somebody that was just really beloved. But he still did he really get to the megastar level? Whereas if you don't know basketball, you still know who Dirk is. Could Luka do that if he like you know? Of course, me. You know me. I'm always trying to pull an angle. If wound up in a place like New York. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if he went to New York or somewhere, he could do that. But I think I think Luca is doing just fine right now. I think he's well on his way to to like 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 he them said. If he wins, if he gets him a championship, I mean, I think when you think about Dirk, that's when Dirk became his biggest. Yep. When he beat the beat the Heat, beat LeBron and D Wade, and won that championship, and was the MVP of the finals. That raised him and put him in a different place. Like historically, I feel like and I feel like Luca. He's well on his way, regardless if he wins the championship or not, to being one of those guys. It's like one of the B guys, the faces of the league. He's first team All NBA already, and I mean he's he's going to be in that MVP conversation literally probably every year. And um, if he gets a chance to where you know Dallas puts a team around him and he gets to make a deep playoff run and gets a chance to the finals or something like that, I think he'll really cement his position as one of those guys. Q, when you talk about a team. Let's let's role play here. You you are Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. You are the head coach mm-hmm. of one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. There are four minutes left to go in the game. The game is a tight game. Do you play Ben Simmons for those four minutes? Yes, I absolutely do play Ben Simmons those four minutes. But I, uh, Ben Simmons has to understand how he needs to play. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want a passive aggressive or, or non, non, you know, non attacking Ben Simmons. He can't be afraid to be fouled or to be, you know, once they start doing the, the uh, fouling and hacker shack, putting them on the free throw line. He has to. Those are those are mental blocks. I mean, I feel like he has to come to the understanding that I'm either gonna make or miss these free throws, but that can't impact my aggressiveness because if he, if, when he does that that takes his total game away from him because when he's in attack mode and he's going to the basket aggressively and posting up and getting, but he's a, he's a problem. But if he's going to be hesitant and kind of nervous that oh, I'm going to get fouled and I have to shoot a free throw, then you can see the difference in his game. He shot, he only made four field goals and then went four or 14 from the foul line, which was, you any any of us who plays Jay will we know what's going on in that player's head right now. He doesn't even want to touch the ball because he knows they're coming to foul him. I and mean, he he does then he has to take that long walk. Like I played with Dwight Howard when they used to do this to him mm-hmm. all the time. And that has like we talk I was in the studio last night at NBA T V and me and three D, then Scott, we were talking about it. He said he played with Shaq. He said though that type of deal when when a team starts doing the hacker shack thing and 
if you don't have if you, if you don't have the ability to try and play through that and maneuver through that, it saps the team because you think about it. Every time they get the ball, they foul him. Everybody goes walking down the court, work waiting, and then you looking at him and he's looking scared, and then he hits the free throws. The it's like it's screwing up the whole rhythm. And you as a team, you guys are looking at it like we can't do nothing yep. because they're gonna foul him, and then it's like you know if he's missing and all these different things, it just it just turns the whole game into into like yeah. a little a, a, a messed up situation and, and the, uh, the rest of the players in it they don't they don't adapt well so I, I can't believe we're back at this point because this this topic dominated the conversation two years ago and we th- I thought it went away if they lose to the Hawks does it broach the conversation about can Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid be on a championship team together I believe they can, Jay. I mean, we've seen them turn up and play really Q, well know, and do things. I hear you. Go ahead. Mm. Quint Richardson. I, I just I, – I, when I look at it, I just don't see, you know, like when you – Philly are – Philly is in the prime position. They got two of the two of the young elite stars in the league. Now, in my opinion, it's Philly's job to figure that out and make that work. You don't try and get rid of talent because – Whoever, whatever is not is not working for whatever reasons. For me, I I totally feel that Ben Simmons can be an All Star in this league while playing next to Joel Embiid, who could possibly be the MVP in the All Star as well. I don't see that not. I don't see that being a problem. To me, Jay, I I don't know. I thought in the NBA the the, the goal was to accumulate the most talent and then mesh that talent together and win championships. And the teams with most talent usually win those championships. Now, obviously, you have to have a coach and a, and a you know a, you know a coaching staff that makes that work and makes everything go well together. But in my opinion, I haven't seen that those who can't work together. I've seen a lot of different things when they you know somebody heard people saying this and that. But I've seen them run up going on good stretches together as a team where both of those dudes are driving forces and balling out for them. Mm-hmm. Quentin Richardson, former NBA player, co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast, and I'm talking about literally in L.A., Knuckleheads. Him and Darius Miles, you know how many times I had to have conversations on the sidebar with my young bucks. Um, yeah, man, we come up the rain all the time, try to get up in there and hang out, be cool and everything. No, nah, for sure. Um, being an ex-Clipper, what did you make of Paul George's, I guess you would call it, epic performance? Mm-hmm. I loved it, man. I was extremely happy for him that 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 you know that, that he had it when when everybody was anticipating it and saying that he needs to have it and all those things because I feel like he you know he gets a he gets a, a tougher look than some of the other guys for whatever the reason is. You know how that goes sometimes, Key and Jay. Like it just happens that way. And I think he gets you know kind of like the ire of 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 the of the, the, the lightning rod for, for the criticism for whatever reason. And I, I, I've always been a big fan of PG and his game and what he brings to the game. And I, I knew he was capable of doing what he did last night. I was just glad that he got a chance to do it to kind of get people off his back a little bit into this next game and, and see what happens. But, I mean, he I, I've always believed that he's been totally capable of having that type of game and leading his team and being the guy that he was last night. Not knowing what's going on with Kawhi 100%. Can the Clippers come out of here? Can they can they get out of the West? I mean, at this point, I I, I think man, it's 
it's wide open, man. I, I, when the Lakers went out, like, to me, I was one of the people that was like, okay, I don't know how healthy AD and LeBron are or are not, but until they get out, I'm picking them. That's just what I was going to do. I was going to roll with that until somebody actually put them out. And now that they're out, it's just like I feel like anything can happen out west. I feel like Phoenix, I feel like Utah, any of these teams, can they, they all have that chance now because LeBron is sitting on the sideline. And, I mean, it's that thing. The man been ten, nine, ten straight years to the final. So until he was out, I was, I was, I was going with him. And now that he's out, I feel like the Clippers, even without Kawhi right now, they won last night. They showed they could beat Utah. Now they're going home. They got a chance to, you know, to put them out at home in, in advance. So, I mean, I feel like it, it's wide open. I feel like Utah, uh, you know, they got a lot of work to do to try and get back in this series. But, I mean, on the flip side of that, Phoenix is waiting. And, and I feel like either the Clippers can beat Phoenix or it could go either way. With, I mean, that's with or without Kawhi. I think the Clippers have a great chance to get to the finals this season. Giannis, after KD's epic performance, talk about epic performances, I mean, what he the signature performance really uh, the other night for the Nets. After that game, Giannis, who barely guarded him, said oh, he's the, you know, one of the best, the best player in the world, right? Like he really threw a lot of flowers nope. to him. And then, nope. yeah, that's what, you know where I'm going. And then nope. today's like, yeah, I probably should guard him now. Like, honestly, all that stuff. So tell me why you're saying nope. I know why, but explain. I talked about this yesterday, and I think it's the only way that I can kind of wrap my mind around it because I look at Giannis as like the ultimate type competitor. He he strikes me, and he he seems that way. So the only thing that I could kind of make the connection to or try to give him a pass on is maybe it's because he's from overseas and he didn't grow up the way we grew up playing against people, and he didn't maybe he doesn't know that mentality that first. If I'm playing against you, I'm never about to tell you that you the you the best or you the whatever you say. That's that's blasphemous to me. That's not. I don't. I don't care if I was playing against Michael Jeffrey Jordan. (laughs) You ain't about to hear me say in the post game and the series still is not over. Like if I was Giannis' teammate, I'd be looking at him like, "What is wrong with you?" Dead serious, and I'm not trying to be. I mean, I think that's just something that he doesn't know, and he needs to know. And then the other side, you said the, you know, the, the defending him. No, like you. In my opinion, I don't. I, he's the best option to guard, guard uh, KD. He's he's similar in size, athletic ability. He's the best option. It should be a no brainer unless you get in foul trouble. You guarding KD. Speaking and like that's just. I think Jay. That's a difference in these in this generation. I think you know you got a couple guys that'll take that initiative. I could see a Draymond or a Jay Crowder, or somebody or a PJ Tucker wanting that matchup and, and 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 asking for it. But I don't know how many of these other guys in the league gonna stand up in the in the in the in a in a you know in a practice session or a film session when the coach is telling them you know these are the matchups. Jay, you know the generation we come from. A coach couldn't sit there at the beginning of the game and just tell us we're gonna start off doubling. Player X or whatever. But if this meeting guard, I'm gonna say, hold on. Like I think I deserve at least a shot before we put the whole team in rotation and you start doing all this. Let can me you, see what I could do you, first. I, I said this yesterday. I said, can you imagine yeah. the look as a teammate if you were Giannis's yeah. teammate and Coach Butt was like, all right, PJ Tucker, you got him, and Giannis is like, all right. Like you imagine, nah, like, what, he's supposed what, to intervene right exactly. there. He's supposed to say something with authority. Like I want him, and I'm gonna lock his ass up. 
Yeah, and that didn't that's... happen. And oh, he's saying it now, and certainly it's desperate times. And, Hugh, that's why I asked the question because I knew But the now answer. you set yourself up because if he doesn't do well against oh, them, yeah, what's yeah. going to happen then? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's true. That's why we'll watch certainly tonight. Q, appreciate your time, man. All right, Thanks Q, so much. Thank right, you. Thank you guys for having me. Respect, right. baby. Quentin Richardson. Told you, a man. Fantastic answer, and you knew – I knew where he was going to go with that one. All right, the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. Game six, the Nets hosting the Bucks. Will Giannis guard KD? Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern, our most – ESPN radio station. So coming up, why one playoff appearance in over a decade has people talking Super Bowl in the Midwest? That's after Key has this from Indeed. The good news is your business doubled. The even better news is Indeed can help you hire the right people without the wait times of the typical recruiting process. That's because Indeed has a great hiring platform where you can make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates over video. Right from your easy-to-use employer dashboard. It's just another reason Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Find your next great hire at Indeed.com slash credit. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com.
gave up, never gave up, came all the way back, and they defeat the mighty Philadelphia 76ers 109-106. Atlanta leads the series three games to two, and they will have a chance now to wrap this up and move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. All right, so the Hawks beat the Sixers, and then tonight you have the Nets and the Bucks. Kyrie Irving is out. James Harden is available for game six. Now, Irving has not yet advanced to doing any on-court work. Harden, who's injured this, his hamstring in, in game one, uh, is set to return. He was out for over a week. You can catch game six tonight, ESPN, and also ESPN Radio. Coverage starts 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Meanwhile, for the Mets, Jacob deGrom, he was perfect, and he was on fire. He had a terrific start against the Cubs, but then left the game early. A game the Mets won 6-3. to three. He's going to get an MRI on his right shoulder Thursday. DeGrom struck out eight over three innings, including seven straight. He also drove in a run, of course, with an RBI single in his second inning, and he talked about how frustrated he was after the game because he had to leave early. Every Met fan feels the same way, and baseball fans certainly do, as well as ERA now at 5-6 minuscule meanwhile u.s open begins today for golf defending champion bryson DeChambeau seeking to become the eighth player to win consecutive u.s opens meanwhile phil mickelson had finished runner-up six different times in the u.s open not only is that the most important tournament in history it's the most any player with without a win at any of the four major sports center brought to you by straight talk wireless time for some straight talk cutting your wireless bill in half feels good home run of the ninth good straight talk offers 25 gigs of high speed data for 45 bucks a month up to 50 percent less than the other guys on america's best networks straight talk wireless no contract no compromise market madness yes we're in the championship round this is it we still have another day to go i think the voting actually ends 6 a.m saturday morning Baker Mayfield and Yadi Molina. This is what we ended up with in a field that had LeBron James and Steph Curry and Coach K and other notable <laughs> legends of sport. And we end up with our with Baker Mayfield and Yadi Molina. That just shows you the support they both get from their markets. You can still vote right now at KeyJNZ on Twitter. Baker Mayfield trailing Yadi Molina. Yes. What? 62.7% for Yadi, 37.3% for Baker. Cleveland's got to show up for their guy, but we know the St. Louis market shows up for their guy. I mean, Molina has run through this tournament. Sonny Cleveland in 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 Yachty just got there, like he hasn't been there his entire career. They, but they like love that. him. They love him, and they love their baseball. I mean, yeah. it's a great no, baseball they town. Support. But what we learned about Cleveland is they love Baker Mayfield, and but not enough to surpass the, the guy he's going yet. up against. against Still got Yachty. another day, another day of the voting. If How this was taking so place far? in the middle of football season, it would be different. You think so? Don't you think? 3,300. Is he winning baseball or losing? Season. That's the question. Yeah, that's true. If yeah. he's winning, yes. If he's losing, no. Yeah. Well, how much winning will Baker and the Browns do this year is the question. As we've talked about, you know, Jarvis Landry saying, you know, we try to avoid saying Super Bowl, but why should we? That should be the goal. You know, you know can they be that kind of team? Well, one player that can certainly make a difference for them would be the return of Odell Beckham Jr. from injury, adding to the weapons that they have on offense for Baker Mayfield. And he talked about how Odell has looked so far. Yeah, it, it, Coach saying that. Who was that, Baker? Baker saying Baker. that. Baker saying that is, you know, is one thing. I want to hear the trainer say it. I want to hear what the trainers got to <laughs> say. The doctors? Yeah, I want to hear what the doctors got to say. And OBJ, you know, injuries are always tough to come back from, man, no matter what the injury is. And I think it starts upstairs with his mental capacity. 
not worrying about the different cuts and the different angles. Is it going to pop again? Just go out there and play and let it do what it do. I think that's where he needs to approach things, whether it's in training camp, preseason, regular season, whatever the case may be. When you think about a torn ACL, guys do come back from it a lot faster mm-hmm. nowadays because of the medicine opposed to in ancient history. Okay, I was going to say, that's exactly my point. Like When I hear a player have a torn ACL – it's like a scratch. Like, yeah, 10 years ago, I was like, man, like, is he gonna, like, how's he going to be? Like, I remember when Baron Davis tore his ACL, and you're like, whoa, is he yep. going to be okay? But then BD came back more athletic, I felt like, than he was before. Zach Levine tore his ACL. I mean, dunking champion. I can go through a list of players. D. Rose tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Still not the same spring, but still came back. And well, he kept fast. having knee injuries. That was the difference with D. Rose. Exactly. Think about this. Bernard King blew out his knee in 1985, <laughs> and that was thought to be the end of a yes. career. He was the first player to come back and play again and became an all-star. But think about that. Like, back then, that was the death knell. Yeah, but well, that's for, what Jay is saying. And, and Jay's- now, you're right. Now you can come back and be yeah. a player. But here's the question about Odell. It's all mental. Is it? It's all mental. It's, 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 when, it's trusting the, your body again? Trusting your body and trusting that someone's not going to be around your legs, especially at his position. His position is different than Tom Brady's ACL. His, because he can get hit a million different ways. He's stopping. He's running full speed and then dropping his hips and coming out of a break. Drops his hips and come out of the break. That thing can pop again. But he can't worry about that. He's just got to go out there and play and let it do what it do. With that in mind, the worry part, let me ask you, especially you from you being a wide receiver. We know with Odell, early, earlier in his career, obviously, especially with his time with the Giants, it is. It has. The story has always been his frustration when not getting the ball, when not being targeted, <sighs> coming back from an injury with a team that likes to run the ball, the two-headed monster that they have. Is Odell? Does Odell have to reach a point in his career where he does change that mentality of wanting no. to be the main target? No, he doesn't. No. Let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. as in you and Jay, were the Giants any damn good? Were they a good football team? Well, they lost. Yeah, they lost. They, a so lot. they were a good football team or a bad team? Well, they, one year they were good. They yeah, made the one playoffs. Year they and they were good year. because of what? Because they the used defense. They used OBJ. They used yes. him. When you got a talent that knows he can help you win football games and you're not utilizing him and you're losing those games, frustration sets in. But when you're on a good team that is winning, all you want to do is help them win. So anything that you do, you're happy with as long as you're Winning, Kia, I, and you're supposed to take that damn attitude. Okay. That was a question I wanted to ask you, Kia, because I'm not sure how it works in football, but a lot of times within the basketball ranks, you get your money obviously first, right? It's about you, and then you start looking into like, hey, okay, now I don't mind playing with other guys now because I feel like I'm secure and I, I do want to win. Like, when does that happen in football? It happens. In, it happens immediately because when you think about your team having success and you're a part of that success, that's when you get rewarded. Individually being rewarded, it, it, statistics don't mean anything. That's always been the thing. It when, doesn't when the mean team plays, anything. When the team has success, the individual will have success. But with Odell, it would be all eyes on him because he really could make a huge difference for that team. All right, so Baker Mayfield did beat Jacob DeGrom in our market madness uh, contest. And, and now DeGrom, well, he's got bigger issues to deal with right now. We'll discuss that next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey! I'm telling you, man. The, oh. the conversation during the break hey. sometimes sets you oh. up, certainly. But we have to have a conversation about baseball right now. And the guy we'd love to have it with is Buster Olney, our ESPN Baseball Insider, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Buster, <laughs> throughout all this, you know, spider tech and, and all that stuff that's going on, Jacob DeGrom just continues to just, you know, degrominate right like he's just been unbelievable even in his three innings last night was dominating and yet had to leave getting an MRI now on the shoulder he did have some other issues physically with him a couple of weeks ago but he's clearly frustrated as he should be he's having a historic season what's the level of concern that you would have over him getting a MRI on the shoulder and that was heartbreaking watching that last night because he was so good early on. And, you know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, boy, is this going to be the night that he's going to set some kind of a strikeout record? Is he going to throw a no-hitter? The fans are really into it. He gets an RBI hit, and then he has to come out after three innings, and the air goes out of City Field. Yeah, it's a big concern. He uh, indicated after the game that he really feels like that the physical problems that he's had – Uh, are isolated. He didn't think his elbow issue last week was a big deal. He said last night he didn't think his shoulder issue was a big deal. He's had a core issue. The Mets internally have to have that conversation. Look, are these related? Are all these part of dominoes? And i I got to believe that they're going to have a conversation about his velocity. We've talked about how his increase in velocity at his age, about four miles per hour in the last four years, is unprecedented. Well, you know what? Maybe there's some risk with that. And they've had conversations with him about the risk-reward of throwing that hard for so long. When you really think about what he's doing, he's like a miler, mile sprint, uh, mile runner, who's basically coming out of the gate running as fast as he can and trying to maintain that all the way through as opposed to pacing himself and picking his spots to use his velocity. It'll be interesting to see if there are any changes with how he pitches as we move forward. Uh, Buster, prior to the injury, he was just rolling again. He was doing, you know, Dylan, right? And, and 
how can you find words to describe exactly what he was doing? It just reminds me of guys that are great, have been great pitchers that have had injuries but come back and just continue to deal. One word, unprecedented. Mm-hmm. We've never seen anything like it. You know, last week I had a conversation with an evaluator who said that Jacob DeGrom we're seeing right now is the best pitcher that Major League Baseball has ever seen. He's faced 232 batters this year, guys. He struck out 111 of them. Mm. That's 48%. You see that with short relievers. You don't see it with starters. You don't see starters throwing 101 miles per hour consistently from the first inning onward. Uh, and you'd love for it to keep going. He clearly right now would be the front runner, not only be the Cy Young Award winner, but the MVP in the National League. But the Mets are going to have to be, I think, very circumspect on how they handle him. So, so if he gets healthy, what's the reali- realistic chances, if he gets healthy, of getting that MVP? Oh, I think he absolutely will get the MVP. If he winds up making, say, you know, 25 to 30 starts, uh, absolutely, because he's so dominant. And there'll be some, uh, I think, old-timers who might say, well, you don't give an MVP to a pitcher. If you look at the total number of plate appearances that each player is involved in, DeGrom is right there with all the position players in terms of all the impact that he has. And, guys, he's driven in six yeah. runs, <laughs> and he's allowed only four That's earned crazy. runs the whole year. Four earned runs in 11 weeks. <laughs> and he had one last night, actually, as well in RBI. It's incredible. Exactly, Buster. Then there's Garrett Cole who said this after a pretty dominant start versus the Blue Jays last night. Buster, your thoughts? Well, first off, uh, how he cast it is right. I mean, this is Major League Baseball taking an unusual step and forcing uh, a change, uh, a significant change on players in the middle of a season. We don't see that. But, you know, part of the reason why there hasn't been talk is because the two sides, the Player Association and Major League Baseball, just haven't had dialogue. It's the worst working relationship I've seen covering a baseball more than 30 years. You wish at some point that uh, Major League Baseball and the Player Association, in, in collabor- collaboration and in a productive relationship, could have talked about a middle ground. Okay, we're not going to allow spider tack, but we'll let the pitchers have a little sunscreen those conversations don't seem, seemingly did not take place. And, in fact, in this issue, the two sides were effectively talking through the umpires association. They weren't talking with each other directly. I tell Garrett Cole, look, Garrett, if you get Clayton Kershaw and Josh Donaldson and Giancarlo Stanton and you call the commissioner and say you want to have a Zoom call to try to find a middle ground, they'll do that. And it's shocking that that type of conversation really hasn't taken place not only this year, but the last 10 years when this issue has been festering. And Buster, how about giving the umpires more reason to slow the game down and give them more command of the game of, of when you got to search a player now, check a player, it's always going to be put on, on the umpires. We had Tom Glavin on yesterday's show, and I found it very interesting that when we when we played for him, what Tyler Glass now said about his partially torn UCL and the impact that he felt it had on not being able to use what he said sunscreen that he would mix with rosin to give himself a little bit of grip. He blamed it on that. And Glavin actually shot it down. He was, he said to himself, he said that he didn't understand like how much you really needed something like that. Like he felt like it was, uh, he was overreaching a little bit. What did you think of what glass now said, blaming his injury on not being able to use any type of uh, sticky substance to grip the ball? 
my instinct was the same as Tom Glavin's, but look, I didn't pitch. And so I called a bunch of people yesterday around the sport and there were uh, front office executives, staffers and pitchers that I spoke with who believe that they may have been related, that you could see during Tyler Glasnow's start the other day that he was trying to find a ball th- that he could grip. He was throwing out baseballs constantly. He was trying to you know, grab them uh, differently. Um, and who knows? I mean, no one really knows to the answer to this. I would say this. Tyler Glasnow is as earnest and direct and self-deprecating a person as you will ever see. And again, I go back to you wish the two sides could talk yeah. to each other. The Player Association, Major League Baseball, talk, collaborate. Try to get the sport in a better place. You feel like in the NBA, Adam Silver could call LeBron James and say, look, this is the place we want to get to. How can we do this? That doesn't exi- seem to exist in baseball. Buster, we got to leave it right there. Thanks so much as always. Appreciate you. Our Buster only on the Thanks, Goodyear guys. Hotline. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Nets Bucks, Game 6.